When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, hashtag crews surrounding us. And here's where we are on this first day of the rest of our lives. We were thinking, boy, it would sure be nice if we had something big to talk about here now that we move on from the Super Bowl. And out came a mock draft, and I thought, that's pretty nice. And then, boom! Off the top rope, here comes Woj. Let's do this. Here we go. Go, go. Only one place to start. Only one place to start. Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne in the last hour with the report that the Golden State Warriors tried to trade for LeBron James right before the deadline, which would have teamed up the two defining players of their era, LeBron and Steph Curry. How close were they to being teammates in Golden State? This apparently was a move that was being pushed by, among others, Draymond Green. And if you were paying attention, you saw Draymond and LeBron together at the Super Bowl. You've seen them traveling. I've seen all sorts of pictures of them on Instagram of with their families in Italy during the summers. They are close friends. This does not surprise me at all. Here's the story. Over a clandestine 24-hour window prior to the trade deadline Thursday that included owner-to-owner conversations, the Golden State Warriors made an ultimately unsuccessful bid to convince the Lakers and LeBron James to consider a trade to pair him with Steph Curry. The Warriors were eager to present a package to L.A., but neither the Lakers nor LeBron were willing to explore a potential blockbuster. Even at 39, James is still playing at an all-NBA level that stirred the Warriors' imagination about his ability to extend the window of the franchise's fading dynasty. Armed with the encouragement of Draymond Green, Golden State's owner Joe Lacob reached out to Jeannie Buss to inquire whether James's apparent public frustration could be interpreted as an opening to discuss a trade. In the end... The answer was returned resoundingly on the eve of the trade deadline. Paul told Jay Lacob and Mike Dunleavy Jr., who was the Warriors GM, that LeBron had no interest in a trade and wanted to remain a Laker. When Dunleavy reached out to the Lakers GM Rob Palinka in those pre, uh, pre-trade deadline hours, Dunleavy had been told the same. The Lakers wanted to keep LeBron. Earlier Wednesday, Draymond Green, who also was represented at Clutch by Rich Paul, had sent Rich Paul a text message soliciting his help in convincing James to join him in Golden State. Once, Green had been a lead recruiter in Kevin Durant's free agency signing with Golden State, but this was a far different, far more futile 11th-hour pursuit. Absolutely fascinating. And if you read between the lines, you can see where all these stories are coming from. Draymond calls Rich Paul, says, I'm hanging out with LeBron. He's my friend. I'm telling you the frustration is there. I'm telling you, we're 10th in the West. They're 9th in the West. 
He, Steph is never leaving here. That's not what's going to happen. Steph is going to retire a Golden State Warrior because he's never been anywhere else. But LeBron has been everywhere. He's been in Cleveland. He's been Miami. He's been in Cleveland. He's back in L.A. Why wouldn't he change destinations? Let's go after it. Let's make a pursuit here. He calls the agent. The agent calls the team. And the team finally gets at least some clarification from LeBron. LeBron has been busy tap dancing around saying he doesn't like being there. He's putting up little emojis. He's refusing to answer certain questions. He's doing all these things that generate all of this suspicion. Maybe that's not the right word. All of this supposition that maybe he wants out of there and that maybe next year he will be out of there. And if that's what the case is going to be, then would the Lakers entertain a trade for some of the good young players or picks or whatever it is the Warriors have to give them? And in the end, the Lakers finally get their answer from LeBron. He doesn't want to go. He's not, doesn't want to be traded. He's not, he's committed. And that's fine. So we get some clarity on that. But boy, Hembo, the mind can just take you there and fantasize about the possibility. The teaming up of Kevin Durant and Steph Curry, when both were smack dab in their prime, essentially leveled the league for several years. This would be vastly different. Steph is older. LeBron is older, the league is better, but, meaning more balanced and neither one, this wouldn't necessarily make them, it certainly wouldn't make them unfairly good in the way the Warriors were in those days. But boy, would that have been fun to watch. You want to talk about must-see TV every time they set foot on the court. It would have been one of the most seismic trades in the the history of the NBA, and there are very few examples, obviously, that a player of LeBron James' stature were ever traded, and especially so mid-season. Now, obviously, there are very few players of LeBron's stature. Generally speaking, the teams that have them don't want to trade them. Once upon a time, it was in 1965, Wilt Chamberlain was traded mid-season from the Warriors to the 76ers, which is really the only comp that I could possibly find in the few minutes we had to, to prepare since this, since this news broke. But I'm not putting it to bed that LeBron James and Steph Curry could still team up someday. All we can put to bed is that LeBron James wanted to finish this season with the Lakers, which I think more likely than not is going to end somewhat unceremoniously with them either being eliminated in the play-in or the first round of the playoffs. Um, that, that's probably right. I think we have seen LeBron and Steph meet in the play-in once before, right? Wasn't that the first yes, ever play-in? two years ago. I, I, I think whatever year the play-in started, they played in against each other and 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 the Lakers won and went into the playoff field and the Warriors lost and then lost again they didn't actually make the playoffs if I'm remembering this correctly they went I want to say to New Orleans and lost to the Pelicans who got into the playoffs um that year with Brandon Ingram and and whoever else that was I hope I'm remembering that Right, I'm doing it off the top of my head, but I think that was yeah. In 2021, the um, the Lakers beat the Warriors in the play-in. Uh, last year, the Lakers beat the, the Minnesota in the play-in. So they've been in it twice. The first time, though, you're right. They the did Lakers the have State. been in it twice. Yes. That's right. The Lakers and the Heat were both play-in teams last year, and both made it to the conference final. And of course, the Heat made it to the NBA championship. So let me ask around the group a little bit here, Bubba. Let me start with you as as a man who was learned in all of this. And and for those of you who don't know. Bubba, before he you know, made this seismic move, I mean, almost a LeBron-level-esque kind of trade, if you will, in, in movement um, from here to, to your now legendary career in radio production, um, Bubba was an NBA scout and uh, an NBA executive. 
Um, what do you think? Do you think that LeBron and Steph would be a good pairing? Would you would you think that that team, if LeBron James had wound up in Golden State, would they have been the favorite to win the championship this year? No. Nah. It wouldn't work. At this point, I, I see no success with any of these super teams. I I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I just feel like anytime we see all these stars pairing up, it just doesn't seem to work. Anytime we put people together, we say, "Oh, these these are gonna be great." They look at these people, great, and it just doesn't work. So, I'm just gonna say no. We I mean we just saw already with Milwaukee how you know how they're they're you know they're not doing poorly, but um, they already fired their coach because how how it wasn't going how they expected it to go when they put two people together there. So. Um, just with the, the recent track record, I'm just going to say no. Allow me, allow me to retort. Yes. I disagree with Bubba. While it is true that recent super teams have largely fallen short of expectations, what makes Steph and LeBron different is that they have both demonstrated a malleability that most players of their stature have not. Steph Curry was willing to cede much power and control when Kevin Durant came at the altar of winning two championships, which they did. LeBron James has, over the course of his career, evolved and transformed himself into whatever he needed to be to maximize his chances of winning a championship, most recently in 2020 in the bubble, where he enabled Anthony Davis to effectively be the alpha male. So if there's any combination of aging superstars that I think could have pulled this thing off, it would be those two guys, although throwing it together midseason, Bubba is probably right. It probably would not have worked immediately. I think it would have worked for sure. LeBron James and Steph Curry are not just your average NBA superstars. This is not Kyrie Irving. This is not James Harden. This is not some of the other collection of people who have other agendas besides winning first and foremost who were putting together super teams. These are guys who have won a combined total of eight championships. Four of them have come with super teams. Four of them have come when LeBron teamed up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, when Steph Curry teamed up with Kevin Durant. LeBron also recruited Anthony Davis and made that happen in L.A., and that led him to another championship. So if you want to say five of their eight championships have come on super teams. I think it absolutely would have worked. And for those who might point out their age, Steph Curry and LeBron James are both playing at all NBA first team levels right now. Right now. And if there have ever been players in history who could put it together as quickly as they would need to to make a run in this year's playoffs, I would bet on the two of them. LeBron and Steph are not only two of the greatest players ever, they're two of the smartest players ever. Their skill sets would work together so well, imagine the death lineup. Is that what they used to call it? The they death did, lineup? yes. Let's just do it in our heads. Because Clay has been coming off the bench, right? Isn't there a lot of that going but on now? he might have been a part of that trade for salary purposes. Okay, so, so let's not even include him. But you got LeBron, you got Draymond, you got Steph. Right there. Right there, envision what you've got. You've got LeBron down in the post. You got him working around. You got Steph racing around the perimeter like crazy. LeBron can take it to the hole. Draymond getting all your rebounds, starting your fast break and everything else. I mean, just right there. I think that is a 100% legitimate contender that would be fascinating to watch. Those three players have, have literally every skill that a championship team requires in their closing lineup. Draymond Green right now is still a top five defender on the planet. LeBron James still a top five passer on the planet. And Steph Curry is still the best shooter on the planet. If you were to put LeBron James and Steph Curry on the floor at the same time, 
Steph Curry's shot profile would improve so much that it would enable him to be as good a shooter as he's ever been. That's a good job Bubba and Cam have been working on getting some of the sound bites for us. So we had Brian Windhorst on reacting to this at the very end of Get Up today. I asked him what, what happened here with LeBron and the Lakers. Here's the explanation. The Lakers were probably okay going to LeBron and Rich Paul with this opportunity uh, because they wanted to find out where LeBron was too. Because LeBron was, you know, putting up emoji tweets and, you know, refusing to talk about it in the media. And so what ended up happening is LeBron ends up recommitting himself to the Lakers, saying, no, no, I don't want to be traded. I want to be here. And then the Lakers don't do anything at the deadline. I think those two were related because they operated knowing that LeBron was solid. Now, where LeBron might be in the summer when, by the way, Philadelphia is going to have max cap room, that's a different conversation. Mm. But I actually think this was more about checking in on an, uh, on an information void than it was about a trade that actually could happen. Hey, Cam, my little Philly boy over there, <laughs> that was one of two times in that five-minute conversation I had with Wendy that he brought up the Sixers. What do you think LeBron James to the city of brotherly love? Anytime you add LeBron James to a team, they're going to get better. I just can't put myself in a situation where I'm actually imagining that happening for real. Why not? Because I think the thing that we are continuously leaving out when we pontificate about LeBron going somewhere else, he's so close to where his son plays basketball. I think that factors in huge here. I think it's a big reason why he wants to stay in L.A. And I think, yes, he might think he can get a, a championship run better with another team, certainly, than the team he currently has constructed. But I think his personal life does play a lot more into this than it used to. Can I ask you a question? Please. Was we have been accusing Cam of being hostile of late. Mm. Why was your why not so angry? Like, you asked him that question. You didn't say why not. You said, why not? I don't, think, I don't have a problem with that. I think Hembo just wants LeBron on the Lakers. Correct. No, I want, I want him on the Sixers, like, like you oh, right. should. Yeah, sorry. You are, you are a Sixers fan on a national radio show with a microphone in front of your face and you just poo-pooed the idea of LeBron going to the Sixers? If it happens, I'll be thrilled. I'm just saying I don't think it's as realistic of a possibility as people might want to. What do you mean? Daryl Morey called them and talked about it this week. That doesn't mean... Yeah, and you know the the Warriors offered him to go play with Steph, so it doesn't mean just because they're asking about it that it's going to happen. No, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. LeBron James... Joel Embiid. Oh my God, it'd be awesome. Tyrese Maxey. Ooh, I, I think, look, there are a lot of, Cam, I'm sure you have the same friends that always talk about this, like the fantasy of, of that being the LeBron team that enables Joel Embiid to get over the hump. And it is absolutely the most attractive team if LeBron James decides to become a free agent this offseason. But I hate to say this. I do agree with Cam. Like the geography of this is working at a huge disadvantage for the Sixers. And, and yet Wait, you, chose you just to criticized yell at him. me for yes. you saying it wouldn't happen. Because you're right, and I hate that you're right. Why not? This is why This is why people shake nerds. All right, God. All-Star Weekend is upon us on ESPN Radio State Farm All-Star Saturday night radio coverage presented by Indeed begins Saturday, 8 Eastern, on most of these ESPN radio stations. So that's just one of several big stories we have. And coming up today is a very important anniversary for one member of the Hashtag crew. You will hear why next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny, with you here on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. LeBron plus Steph, yes, please. I will sign up for it right now. If you're just joining us, the reporting, Woj and Ramona, that that, that was at least discussed last week. Pretty much emanating from Draymond Green and the Warriors trying to get it done. In the end, LeBron shot it down. But could I see the two of them teaming up at some point? I certainly could. Could we see LeBron in Philly next year? We certainly could. So more on that as we go. It's a big anniversary. We'll get to that today. I've got a green list and more. We'll get to it all after this from ESPN Bet, which is now live as the official sports book of ESPN. ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today. New users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in a legal gambling state. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, so here's the deal. My Green List is usually my top five this, that, or the other as chosen exclusively by me, the world's foremost authority on all matters. Today, we're going to actually stop down on this because it was an interesting question. I thought of it yesterday during this show. I used it for my Green List on television this morning where we're limited by time and space to doing five quick choices. But on this show, I think we should take some time. Bubba and Cam, here's the deal. If you look at all the quarterbacks in the NFL who are active and Super Bowl champions, it is a really short list. With the recent retirements of Roethlisberger and Manning and Brady, we're talking about Mahomes, Russell Wilson, 
I mean, Joe Flacco, I guess, is still kicking around a Matthew little bit. Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford is a, a Super Bowl ring. We're talking about very few guys. So when I say who is the next quarterback to win his first Super Bowl, that encompasses three quarters more than that. Four-fifths of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. It's a very different question from who are the top five next great ones. The next great ones are easy. Like, who, who brings up the, the – if it's Mahomes and then who? Well, then, you know, I'll take Allen, you'll take Burrow, whatever the case may be. We all know who that group is. But if you're going to try and take into account who's going to be the next one to win the Super Bowl, to win his first Super Bowl, it's an interesting question. So these are the five I did on TV. At number five, I put Justin Herbert. My thinking on that is I am an unabashed Jim Harbaugh believer. I think he is an exceptional coach. I think Herbert has been held back by slash has been raising the level of a team that was badly coached from the minute he got into the league. I think that changes dramatically. Going from Brandon Staley to Jim Harbaugh is a, a climb of unimaginable proportion. I don't. I don't. I'm not going. I don't want to insult anyone by making an analogy, but it is quite the upgrade. So, th- that's like if you're sitting in like a middle row of an airplane, like in the very back, right by the bathroom, and someone comes up and says, "Would you like to switch up into first class? The seats go flat." That 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 that's what this upgrade is for Justin Herbert. Now, I don't know that he'll be immediate because from everything I'm told, like they've got a ton of cap room, I mean, excuse me, cap work to do. They got to figure out a bunch of that. He'll remake the roster. They'll get good fast. It might take two or three years for him to get them in the Super Bowl. I think he will. So the question then is in the next two or three years, who sneaks in in front of Herbert? We had to put, and Hembo and I, disclosure, he and I worked on this together. I felt we had to put Lamar Jackson in there. His team is just too good. I know they lost their defensive coordinator, who is highly thought of, and I know they played a terrible game against Kansas City. But that team was the best team in the NFL. They're not, there's no obvious reason they're going to lose a bunch of players. They should add. Harbaugh remains a very good coach, and Lamar Jackson is the MVP at the age of 27. So I couldn't not have him on this list. It would be impossible to say, well, they can't win it next year. Of course they can, right? Of course. I mean, they're going to win... 10, 11, 12 games basically every year until Lamar Jackson exits its prime. So I think it would be irresponsible not to include him on a list like this when you know getting there every year, as we presume he's going to do, is part of the prerequisites. Now, if I was just picking the quarterback I thought had the best chance to beat Kansas City, I would have put Burrow first. Instead, I put him third because he's in the AFC, which is loaded. That's going to be much tougher to get out of. The, his contract is going to start impacting them now, losing players. T. Higgins in particular, I think, will not be there next year. That hurts. But maybe more than anything else, I think this thumb is something to watch. He suffered a bad injury. He's had two of his four NFL seasons cut short by injury. Take that for what it's worth. And the thumb injury is one that, that makes one a little bit worried. Don't just assume it will be absolutely fine. So if you just ask me which guy do I think has the moxie to beat Mahomes, Burrow would be far and away number one. But I put him at number three. But it's, and it takes a village. That's why I think you have him about appropriately placed because 
their best shots at the Chief came when he was still on his rookie contract. The roster's not as good as it was then, and they play in a highly competitive division. Now, at number two, I put Brock Purdy. Now, Brock Purdy is certainly not the second best quarterback on this list. I, I, am, I am becoming a Brock Purdy believer. I thought he was terrific in the Super Bowl. I thought he played more than well enough to win. I think if you're making a list of reasons the 49ers didn't win the Super Bowl, he wouldn't be in the top 15. So I thought he was great, um, but he's not the reason. He's not better than Lamar Jackson. He's not better than Justin Herbert. He's not better than Joe Burrow. He's not better than some other people who aren't on this list. But what he is is the quarterback of the best team. I know they're going to lose some pieces. Hopefully for them, they won't lose all their pieces. For all the criticism that we have had of Kyle Shanahan here, and all of it legitimate, I don't take back a word of it, he's still an excellent coach. They're the betting favorite right now to win the Super Bowl next year. How could he not be up there at the top? He's got to be. Kyle Shanahan has taken this team to the Final Four in four of the last five years, twice to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy led the NFL in QBR this season, is going to make a million dollars next season. So how much money... This, you know, the, these quarterbacks on this list are earning in the next year or two was a really big deal for me in placing them because that's going to inform how good the rest of your team is. And in their case, they don't have to go through Patrick Mahomes and the AFC. And then at number one, number one, we decided to have a little fun. I knew this would shake it up. I know it's a very outside the box pick. But I went with Jordan Love. I have a feeling about these Packers. Second half of this season, Jordan Love was as good as any quarterback in the entire NFL with the exception of no one. He went into Detroit and beat the living daylights out of the Lions in their own building on Thanksgiving. He went into Dallas and humiliated the Cowboys in their own building in the playoffs. And you know what? He had San Francisco dead to rights the next week. And he did it in his first season as a starter, essentially his first season, with as young an offense as there is in the entire NFL, they're going to get better and better. If I had to pick a sneaky flyer to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl next year, I would go to Green Bay. The, yes, Jordan Love stock and Packer stock is a great one to buy right now. The second half of the season, he had a stretch in which he threw 22 touchdowns against one interception in his first year on the job. It was the youngest playoff team in something like 40 years. So we know for sure they're on the ascent. And this is probably about as bad as they'll be over the course of a full season. And over the second half of it, as you said, they got almost everything right. And the quarterback became a star. That's the team that I think is going to be everyone's like sexy choice to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl next year. So might as well call your shot right now. So having said that, let me bring in, because Hembo and I worked on that list together. Some of the names that we considered, and we'll get Bubba and Cam in on this, the names, there were times as we juggled through this, C.J. Stroud was on the list, and we took him off. Jalen Hurts was on the list, and we took him off. Josh Allen was on the list, and we took him off. Jared Goff was on the list, and we took him off. I mentioned Dak Prescott, and Hembo laughed at me. <laughs> I did, just like this. So those are other names that were in there, because as I said before, on TV, we're very limited. These have to be quick and they have to come and all that. That's the beauty of doing a show like this one where we have plenty of time to talk about it. So, Cam, I'll start with you. What did you think of our top five? Do you have any major quarrel? Is there someone you think should be on it that isn't? Is there someone that you think is grossly misplaced? I, th- I like the pick with Jordan Love at number one. I wouldn't put him at number one, but I think he is the under-the-radar, this team's going to be really good, they already overachieved pick. 
I would have Allen in the top five just because he's been in all these divisional uh, games so often and went to a championship game. He's probably the guy who has the most playoff experience besides Burrow of any of these guys that we're going to have in in the top ten. So I would have him in the top five, probably in the top two, honestly, just because it just seems like he seems like a guy who's going to knock the door over at some point. May I respond? Of course. I love Josh Allen. Anyone who listens to this show or watches Get Up knows I love Josh Allen. I was rooting for them like crazy in that game against Kansas City. And here's what I emerged thinking, Cam. If they weren't going to beat them that day, when are they going to? I think this team is now going to have to restock around Allen. Do I believe Allen will win a Super Bowl someday? I hope so. Because he's more than good enough. I think he's great. I think, I think in a vacuum, he's the second best quarterback in football. But I think his team has, that window has closed. If they, they had him in their own building with everything going their way and the Chiefs limping in, if they couldn't beat him that day, Hembo, I'm not sure when he's going to beat him. Cam, I'll tell you why. For me, this is more a financial decision to exclude him from the top five. Uh, his cap hit's going to jump from 19 to 47 unless they restructure. And if they do, they're going to have some other issues in order to get, get themselves uh, in a good position there. Stefan Diggs has a dead cap charge of 31 and Von Miller of 33. The team just can't be nearly as loaded. They can still be great because Josh Allen is great. But the idea that they're going to be next in line, meaning next year or the year after, I, I think is a little foolish given the context of where they are financially. Is, is that fair for you? I think that's fair. And maybe I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it too much like just guys that I would bet on to win a Super Bowl at some point rather than next. I think that's more how I was looking at it. Obviously, we're looking at who has the best chance to do it next year. But if we look at it as if they didn't do it now, mm-hmm. when we're going to talk about the Ravens, the Bills, all these other teams. If you if you look at it that way, then then none of these guys will get it because they'll just keep running into Mahomes. But the Bills obviously it has to happen at some point. But, but the Bills can't really get better as a team. Like the Ravens aren't in as tough a position as the Bills are from that standpoint. That's why I think Lamar was worth including and Josh Allen was not. How about the exclusion, Cam and Hembo? You're both burying the lead of Jalen Hurts. I was I was just as concerned about whatever the hell happened at the end of this season as everyone was. So I wouldn't put him in the top five. I would put him probably just outside. He's been to a Super Bowl. He was three points away from winning a Super Bowl, so he has to be in consideration. But until I see what this team looks like with now the third year in a row of two new coordinators, I can't put much stock into it because I wasn't as out on Sirianni as most people were, but it's hard not to be with how the season ended. And I think... There are questions around everyone, not just Sirianni. So I think we assume Jason Kelsey's not going to be back. There's going to be some defensive cornerstones that are going to be gone. So I think this team could look better, but it's definitely going to look a lot different. What did I read over the weekend? Hassan Reddick is seeking a trade? Is that what I... He came out and tweeted that he wasn't seeking a trade, but they gave him permission to. So that's a bit bit of a he said, she said. But that would be a huge loss for the defense. He's their... You know, one of the only players that was producing even towards the end of the slide. Yeah, he was like the best player on the worst defense in the NFL by the end of the season. Look, and they kept dropping him into coverage. The, the, I would have Purdy, Love, and Goff all ahead of Jalen Hurts when it comes to the NFC because the way that the Eagles ended their season and the feelings, the vibes I'm getting out of Philadelphia are so negative that I'm just going to have to see them put a good month like on tape on the field before I get to a place where I feel like I did about them, say, 
six months ago. They did go 27-2 and two over a stretch with Jalen Hurts as their starter. But look, the, the, it's a cold, harsh reality of the salary cap. You're paying the quarterback now, so you're just not going to be as good as you were when you got to the Super Bowl. So, Bubba, we did not include Dak. We did not yep. include Tua. Right. whose team was maybe one win away from having a bunch of home playoff games and maybe everything looks very different. We didn't include Trevor Lawrence, who feels like he took a step backward this past year. Yeah, Still not in a great division. Feels like they've been leapfrogged maybe by Houston and C.J. Stroud. So there were so many names. Again, for those who were wondering, Aaron Rodgers does not fit the criteria because he already has won a Super Bowl. Bubba. Yeah, I think those people you mentioned there, they have just more of those question marks. I, I mean, I think at this point, Tua and the Dolphins in general, they're a team that we're looking at. They need home field advantage. If, if they had home field advantage, they might have been a team that might have made it further. But when they didn't have that, they, they were out. Dak, look, I would say right now, I'm confident in saying he's more talented uh, overall than than Jordan Love. I think he's more talented than Brock Purdy in in a vacuum, but... What happens every Sunday, it doesn't always come out that way. So, yeah, I think it makes perfect sense that he's not in the top five. I'd probably put him top ten. But what's going what's gonna to happen every year that something goes wrong with Dak, so I have no problem him not being in the top five. And, and under, understanding with Lawrence, too, I think talent-wise, yeah, he's great, but there's always one step forward, two steps back. And the stuff with Doug Peterson, I don't know what happened this year. So I, I, I really don't have any issues with your list. I think it makes sense. And, and love, yeah. I mean, I, obviously I saw him firsthand. He, was, he looked like the veteran against, against the Cowboys in that game in Dallas. Yes. I don't, the only thing I disagree with that you just said, I don't think Dak is more talented than Jordan Love. I think Jordan Love is more talented. I love Dak. I'm a Dak believer. The other thing is Dallas also fits the criteria of if not now, when? If you're gonna if, if you're gonna have that season with everything falling the way it did, and you're gonna get obliterated in your first playoff game at home, why am I to believe it's gonna get better when you have For all sure. of this infighting and your your franchise legends are, are are making fun of your players and your players' families are making fun of your quarterback and your quarterback is about to get paid sixty million dollars a year? Cowboys aren't getting better; they're getting worse. I built out my whole top ten. I have Dak eleventh. I don't think they're anywhere near being the next team in line to win a Super Bowl. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Chase. All right, so you've built out your top ten. Are, are, you, are you using our top five as the top five? Or I, did you do your own? Mine is slightly different than yours, but generally speaking, it's the same character. Well, are they the same five people? My top five in order. No, well, I'm going to try and guess who you have okay. in the list. I guess what I'm saying is Herbert, Lamar, Burrow, Purdy, and Love are my five. How many of those are in your top 10? I've got Purdy, Love, Goff, Hertz, and Burrow in my top five. Okay, so that's not the answer to my question. You just gave me Goff. I was going to try and guess who the other ones, but whatever. I'm trying to guess who the names that aren't in my list that are on there. Okay, so you just gave me Goff. So basically, you've got the, the five guys I have on my list. Are they all in your top 10? Yes. So I have to pick five others. Yes, that you have that you have put in there because there's plenty more. You just gave me golf. I mean, there, there uh, but so again, four it's, more. it's all the same characters that we've been discussing. Oh, I understand that, but there are some that are going to have to get left out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and guess which ones you put in. So it, it, you've got golf. I'm guessing you have hurts. I have hurts four. Four. I have hurts four. You have hurts four. I have four, I have NFC quarterbacks one two three four. Because they don't have to deal with Mahomes and the rest He's of that murderer's an, row. He is an enormous. Obstacle. I know, but to be, to win the Super Bowl, you're going to have to beat him one way or the other. 
Right, but you only have to beat them in the Super Bowl if you're from the NFC. No, I get you know, it, but you, I have mean, to, you have to beat them once no matter what. Sure, but once you get to the Super Bowl, you still got to win that game too if you're an AFC quarterback is what I'm saying. All right, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. We'll go over some more of these names as we continue, but first... Sneaky Hembo. The NFL draft it dates to 1936. What is the only school to produce four quarterbacks drafted number one overall? Going back to 36, the answer next on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Making it easy to save money when you bundle your auto policy with home, condo, or renters. You'll earn a multi-policy discount. Easy to bundle, easy to save. Visit Progressive.com. Wow, okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Hembo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Hembo, go! The NFL Draft dates to 1936. Uh, What is the only school to produce four quarterbacks drafted number one? Overall. Okay, I don't think I know the answer. I know the answer. I did this in my head. I, I can name the four. So I'm going to go last. I'm positive I'm right. 
If I'm wrong about this, I'm going to be so upset. Okay. Let's see how we do. Uh, Bubba, what's your guess? Yeah, I, I'm trying to go through in my head, and I can't, I can't think back, so I'm going to go LSU. LSU is not a bad pick. Uh, they've had two quite recently in Joe Burrow and Jamarcus Russell. Go ahead, Cam. Who you got? I'm going with two I can also think of recently. I can't think of any more. This isn't really my area of expertise, but I'm going with Oklahoma. Oklahoma, because they've had Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. That is also the guess of both Jack and Brandon. So Jack and Brandon both guessed Oklahoma. Bubba guessed LSU. I'm positive they're wrong. I'm positive the answer is Stanford. Jim Plunkett went number one overall. Andrew Luck went number one overall. Um, John Elway went number one overall, and uh, I just jumped out of my head who the other one is, but I'm, I'm positive that I had done a fourth one. Maybe there's head. only three. No, no, there was a fourth one. I went, I went through these in but my head. But you can't remember this mysterious person's name? No, no, no. It, I, I mean, I just forgot it in this conversation here. It was Andrew Luck, Jim Plunkett, John Elway. There's one more, isn't there? I'm not going to give you the answer. <laughs> well, my guess, you lock is, in a my guess. guess is Stanford. The correct answer is? Stanford. Okay, thank God. But I... Now, I remembered the... Just, just give me a second. I mean, it'll come to... Because I thought of it. The reason I knew it was Stanford is because I thought of the you fourth You thought of the fourth person. Um, remember about it, what year? It just jumped out of my head. No, no, no. Stand by, stand by, stand by. It, it's Plunkett. It's Elway. It's Luck. And uh, who's the other Stanford? Why, why am I not getting... I, I, I thought f- of it before. I'm about to file a protest. No, no. I don't. I don't. Oh, you got the no, score, Jeff right? George is from is was was not from Stanford. No, 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 no. It was. Um, Can I give you the year? No, I, I, I'm going to get this on my own. Cam, while I'm stalling, give the scores of everybody because it bothers me now that I've forgotten it. The reason I knew I was right is because I I, I thought of the four of you them. Are ancient. When I went out to get my water, and I somehow managed in the last four minutes to forget who the fourth so one is. Old. Well, it's Elway. I- it's Plunkett. It's uh, now I've forgotten the third one. <laughs> We're going to be down to just one soon. It's definitely Plunkett. And then oh you're going to forget God. the school. Uh, that's, that's right. Did I say Michigan? <laughs> just no, take no, the no. credit before we before we no, move on. No, and, and and the 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 oh, damn it. Go so, ahead. Give so, the give the scores. I'm 12 and 20. Bubba's 12 and 19. You are 11 and 21. Brandon's three and 20. Jack's four and ten, and Dominique is zero and one. So, Three and twenty. Can what? we just talk about that? For yeah, a second? no, no kidding. So, rough, we, rough run for Brandon. Continue to vamp for you, Greedy. Stanford has four. Oklahoma has three. Ah. Baker, Kyler, and Sam Bradford, all recent. Oh. Uh. Alabama has three. Bryce Young, Joe Namath, and Harry Gilmer. Harry Gilmer was the first pick in 1948. So those are the only schools with three or four. I'd no, be stunned if you, I'd be stunned if you got this right because this is a really anonymous person that didn't even play for the team that drafted him first. I'm dying to know who. Which it is. is why I'm not sure that you actually know this person. But I thought of four. But that doesn't mean what that year you, was it? 1954. Did you go back that far in your head? Yeah, I mean, you did. You might just come up with a random name and be like, no. Okay, I'll no, give you. Know I'll give you a hint. You know what I think happened? I think I thought of three and thought it was four. <laughs> You and miscounted. So I managed. To, I miscounted. All right, him I'm going to say the name of this right. person, and you're going to be honest with us. Did you think of him or not? Bobby Garrett. No, definitely not. <laughs> so who was definitely the fourth not. one? Did, did you not. count Elway twice? I, I must have. Oh wow, you, you really lucked think, out there. I think I think I had Elway and Plunkett, and then I was thinking to myself, "There's got to be one more." And then I thought of Luck, and when I thought of Luck, I thought that's four. 
And somewhere in there, I miscounted. Bobby was Garrett not. was the first picked by the Browns in 1954. He never even played for them because he, instead he decided to enlist in the Air Force. What I wouldn't give for you have to have been wrong there, thinking you had thought of four and only having thought of three. That's terrible. <laughs> wow. That would have been like Juszczyk scoring game winner and thinking he won. That's a really bad moment by me, man. I, I'm, but I mean, I'm, you did get it right. But I it mean, comes, you got it right. It's an asterisk. But I got it right the wrong way. Like, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a way to... There's a way to win this thing, and this was not the way I wanted. I'm yeah, not going to lie to you. This has me. Don't, th- this has me concerned. So don't show your work next time. All right, we don't need to see the back of the napkin. I, I, I'm I'm not happy with myself right now. I'm really not. That was all right. Not a great moment for me there. Can, can I just say something? Because we we what did you say? Uh, Brandon's score was. Brandon's three and twenty. Three and twenty. Three and twenty. I'd like to mention once again, Brandon's lunch order. So. I've been getting hungry at an odd time. I'm a very much a creature of habit, as Hembo will tell you. No kidding. So I have taken to ordering a sandwich, a breakfast sandwich, from the deli right near here where we work to be delivered during the first hour of this radio show, and I eat it during a commercial break. I just ate it. And I can't be facilitating the delivery of this sandwich because someone has to go to security and pick it up and all that. So Brandon and I have a very nice routine. Brandon orders himself something and me my sandwich, and then he picks them up, and then I just pay him back for whatever the two of them cost. So every day he sends me a text telling me how much it was today. So I've brought this up before, but this one I think is particularly egregious. <laughs> Bub- Bubba, you tell me. He sends me a text that says today it's $31.04. Yep. Which leaves me three options. One, I can zell him, because I don't give him cash. Right. I zell him. I can zell him $31.04 which I would be embarrassed to do. Two, I can round it up to $32, which is what I did. Or three, I can just give him $31, considering that, yes, he's now still forced to pay something, but at the end of the day, he just paid four cents for his sandwich. And, and I just, is it, Bubba, I mean, I asked me, is it weird that he doesn't just say it's $31? He says it's $31.04. Yeah, I, th- I think... Upon further review, after thinking it through, I think he should just be rounding down mm. every time. I think because he's getting a free meal out of it. He's getting a free meal. He's not paying for anything. What sandwich did you get? I saw you eating a sandwich. Got what the did same you get? thing you got. All right, so you got turkey, eggs, and monster cheese yeah, on and then wheat I got, toast. And, yeah, and then I got a soup. And you also got a soup. Oh, my Chicken God. So you got, you got much more food than I did. Right, but not every time. So but whatever today, it yes. is, you just you should round down every time, even so number, four, and he'll just tell you. I disagree, Bubba. Tell me why. Because I also send you a, a screenshot of the receipt just so that you know that I'm an upfront kind of guy, and I give you the exact number. And yeah, I, You're so upfront. I am. I don't look at the screenshot. I, I don't know you. that. We're going if to do this again. If you said it was ninety eight dollars today, Greeny, they're running a special on the monster cheese. I would believe you. I'm not going that deep to try to see what you know. But, no, right. I understand. As soon as once you started realizing Greeny was giving you more than you got every time, shouldn't you realize? Okay, I'm going to start rounding down. My, my point is. What I'm saying no, is... because Greeny rounds up, all I look so at you should is round down. I'm I not asking him to, to, to round up, and uh, yes, you know, is he asking me to round down? Greeny, are you asking me to round down? No, here's what I'm telling you, that if you That's just sent me a screenshot of the bill, yes. then I would have to look at the bill and see what it was. 
But I right. don't even look at that. I just was underneath it. You write yeah. 3104, <laughs> right. which makes looking at the picture irrelevant. I, I, I write it down. Look, here's the text. He just it says it. 3104 oh, with a picture no, that says well, you know 3104. What? Here's the thing. You write, the, you write it down, and then you give proof. We're out of time. Uh, back in a moment on ESPN right. Radio. Cut it out, Hambo. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.